Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want by dialing in toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various different features that we have there for you completely free. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com. It is kind of a sad night here on Free Talk Live. (laughs) Sam is uh, with us here in the studio as he is every Tuesday night. Uh, but will not be after this week because you're leaving, Sam. Heading back to uh, Texas. You're going back to uh, live on the family farm out in Texas. And I know that you likely covered this in detail on Sunday night's episode of the show where you were hosting our Internet-based uh, version of Free Talk Live. But for our listeners that uh, may be unfamiliar with that, uh, what's the general gist of uh, why you're exiting New Hampshire after having lived here for two about two years of your life? Uh, I think there's a lot of stuff on the horizon um, as far as currency crisis, economic collapse, uh, a lot of things kind of brewing and coming about. And I feel like uh, the same, I don't know, the same thing that led me here in the first place and brought me to New Hampshire is now telling me it's time to go back there and uh, sort of get outside of the city, get away from New Hampshire for now, and uh, I'm going to go back, build an, er, something called an earth bag house out on my family farm. We have uh, a couple hundred acres out there. We have trees, cows, ponds stocked with catfish. Uh, uh, my mom's already doing a 10-acre garden out there. We have uh, bunk houses where a lot of the family comes down. So Some would say reasons. we moved here for the, uh, the Free State Project, which is a movement of thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all converging here in New Hampshire. And uh, you came up here. Mark and I have been here for four years. You came up a couple of years ago. Right. And you've certainly been one of the more visible uh, activists doing uh, ObscuredTruth.com, putting together some video uh, production pieces and putting those out there. Also involving yourself in civil disobedience and being arrested more than once. Uh, some would say this is, you know, this is a sign that uh, the Free State Project is, is a failure. I think it's been a success. I mean, in its stated goals, I I, I have some questions about that, at getting to the 20,000 and so forth. Um, it's hard to say what's coming up in the next few years because I think it's going to be pretty chaotic. But at the same time, I, I know without a doubt the Free State Project has planted so many seeds in the in the minds of so many people, and that's where the evolution is really taking place is, you know, as all of this stuff unfolds, or if it doesn't, you know, maybe we're wrong. Maybe I'm wrong about all this. But as it unfolds, I think all of these seeds that we planted will will take root, and really, people will understand and and see what we've been talking about firsthand, and we'll have a lot of credibility. Where a lot of the people who thought, well, we're just too radical, or that's crazy, the, you know, the government's always been good to me, are now going to really be open to listening to us, and I think. After this crisis kind of passes and and uh, we start rebuilding society and recreating things, that uh, what we've done here will play a huge role in that, and and we'll we'll also have a lot of work to do, I think, in sort of reshaping how we move forward from there. Were you? Uh, I mean, you've, you've. It's important to point out the Free State Project. You mentioned twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. That's the that was the original goal of the project was to arri- arrive at twenty thousand people who've signed 
up at freestateproject.org to say they're going to make the move to New Hampshire. And then once 20,000 is reached, there's a five-year window in which they have to move to New Hampshire. We're not even – we're just over halfway there. I mean 10,500 is right around just where we're six, at. yeah. Um, and so there's quite a ways to go actually right. to reach the 20,000 number. Now, a lot of folks have made the move early, and that's so we are. We're early movers as part of the Free State Project. Several hundred people have made the move early, and that's several hundred scattered about all across New Hampshire in various different places. Looking at it from that perspective, really things have only just begun. That's right. Would you say uh, – what, what would you say that you've seen in two years here uh, from beginning to now? Oh. Um, I mean as far as your impressions of how things have gone, are they getting better? Are you seeing a – I've seen a I've seen a major explosion in the activity and the sophistication. I mean, when I first got here, we'd go to I'd go to social Sunday events, one of the local gatherings here in Keene, and there'd be a dozen people or so there, and then it spiked up to around thirty people or so, and now it's around eh, fifteen twenty, I would say, on an average week. Uh, the activism over the last year has been incredible. It's kind of died down a little bit. I think part of that's just winter. People mm-hmm. aren't out as much. But uh, the, um, the on the political side, they're starting to have su- some success. And so I, you're not leaving because you're disappointed in what you've seen up here? No, I'm leaving. It's more personal. Uh, there's, a, there's certainly a spiritual aspect to it. I think uh, I want to go out there, uh, be on the farm. There's a, some self-sufficiency. Uh, really, I think it's I want to be there with my family. If this stuff that I kind of see coming does go down, that's, I think, the place that I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of spiritual development that I'll do out there. And then I think uh, once all of this blows over and we, you know, get through the hyperinflation phase and so forth, that a lot of the even the mainstream folks, uh, hedge fund managers and so forth, are saying is pretty much inevitable at this point. I think I'll probably be back, and I think there there will be a lot of a lot of work to do, and this is really the place to do it. Okay, that's good to know. I just wanted to make sure that uh, that people understood what your reasons were yep. for for leaving, and and you're not the only one who's done this. I mean, some people have there come and few, they've gone, yeah. and I wrote up a long piece about this over at freekeen.com, which is where I blog and where you used to blog. You still have a few more days in which you could blog there, should you want to. Um, but uh, if people want to know what some of the reasons are, why do people like Sam or uh, Russell and Cat Canning, who are two of the earliest early movers, right. who are two of the big inspirations for me uh, to th- th- some of the activism they did, the civil disobedience they did, really paved the way for for me and others to come up here and and get involved and kind of be that next wave of uh, of civil disobedience. Uh, so I kind of feel like they were the first wave, and then you know I and some others like you, Sam, were kind of the second. Uh, second wave and and some there's going to be a third wave there's oh, going to yeah. be another group of activists that have been inspired by what we've done and what russell and cat have done uh and and similarly that was also a family issue for them that uh, they decided it was time to go mm-hmm. back to uh to spend more time with their family away from new hampshire now i think the free state project is certainly going through some growing pains with you know some of the ways the activists are going about things is not probably the ideal way that uh it could be put in front of the community and so forth and you know there's you you touched on this perfectly in the uh, blog post you did at free keen you know we're not attracting the best of the best it's the shiftless losers as you i think you put it that uh or can pick up and move right away and they're not the greatest people to attract and a lot of them have been run off uh but at the same time the damage was done kind of thing so 
there's certainly been some stumbling blocks, and I think we're learning from that process. Um, but I but think, more people are moving yeah. uh, than uh, than ever before. We're seeing more. Uh, I guess, established folks coming up here, like yeah. Jason Osborne from SACL CAI. He and his family moved up a few months ago. He's, I understand it, as I understand it, he's looking to move part of his business up here as well. So that's good. We're starting to see, you know, investors show up. There's a, a guy and a, a couple of, actually that showed up here in Keene within the last couple months and, and put, like really quickly put in a couple offers on some duplexes in downtown Keene, which is something I've just been waiting to see happen to see yep. people with the money to invest show up here because that's really important in the, you know, the growth of this, uh, of this movement. So we're starting to see, I would say, a shift in the types of people that are actually making it here now and that's that's really cool too so so it's it's not uh, important to focus on who's leaving necessarily but who's coming next and who's who's coming here because a lot of the people that are going made an impression they made a difference while they were here you certainly did and Russell and Kat uh, certainly did as well and uh, and I hope I hope to see you back sooner rather than later um, if not just for a visit you know something like yeah. that because uh, I know that you uh, your, your dad has come up here before a few times and, mm-hmm. and has come to uh, come to events and of course the Porcupine Freedom Festival Always Pork Fest yep, Liberty Forum is coming up this well there's not the liberty forum not they, they canceled it um but the maybe it'll happen again someday i don't know but uh, their the por- intent to do it next year that's good the porcupine freedom festival is happening and it's my understanding it's actually expanded to a week-long event uh which is which is pretty cool so that's going to be a lot of fun people can go to freestateproject.org to learn more about the porcupine freedom festival and the free state project things are moving on we're moving up uh it's not getting worse it's getting better it's just natural that some people are going to go. Some people are going to come. They're going to go. They, they have things changed in their lives, and, and we hope to see them back. Because officially, the move hasn't even started yet. I mean, by the time you come back, you may still be considered an early mover. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to see us reach 20,000 uh, at the end of the year, but that's not very likely. Uh, more coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Stouffer's, helping bring your family together with wholesome dinner options, even on the busiest of nights. Find dinner table ideas to bring your family together at letsfixdinner.com. To get kids involved in dinnertime conversation, ask specific questions, not broad ones. Instead of what happened today at school, try what was the best thing that happened today. The more specific you are, the more they'll have to say. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners there, the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com. And you can see that there. And if you're a lady listener, you can get details on how to become part of the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. Are you on any medications? Are you getting your meds at a local pharmacy? If you are, you're likely paying more than you have to. There's a better way. Discount Prescription Services will get you your meds at discounts as high as 70% off. And they'll deliver them right to your door. All you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com. Click Become a Member on the left-hand side of the page. Their customer service is excellent. I've gone through the process. I've been to their offices. You can trust these folks. Meds.freetalklive.com. All right. 
800-259-9231. Coming up, uh, there's lots to discuss here tonight, including 31,000 new laws. Better get reading. And then also the $13 billion uh, that the state of Illinois is going to have to come up with in a matter of days, apparently, that they... Well, it took them years to create, so we'll see how they're going to try to figure that one out uh, here in a little bit. Also, we'll take your calls about anything, and to the phones we go. Stephen is in Washington. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sam, and Mark. Hello, Stephen. Well, um, I actually have another topic, but I thought I would mention this really quickly. Um, I was helping somebody move a desk, and I kind of got paired up with a guy that I sort of know and don't really know, and we get in this truck. I'm sort of stuck with the guy, and uh, he's turns out he's this Rush Limbaugh Republican, and I guess he was told that uh, by our mutual friend that I, you know, I'm big into liberty, freedom, and whatnot. So he started asking me if I knew anything about the Glenn Beck 912 thing, and I said I don't, and I still don't. I just, I'm not really interested in anything Glenn Beck has to say. Um, and uh, he said, then we were talking about this and that, and gosh, I was just trying really hard to avoid a conversation with the guy. You know, <laughs> I just didn't want to get into it. Uh, and all of a sudden he goes, well, have you ever heard of that free state project? And I said, I said, well, yeah, actually I have. And he goes, yeah, well, I mean, I'm signed on with it, but I ain't moving to New Hampshire. Okay. And I was, I was like, mm, mm, all right. So why would, uh, why way, would, you why would somebody do that? Yeah. Why would you sign yeah. on to the free state project and not move to New Hampshire? Right. I, I know. I and I, you can kind of look at it both ways. It's both good and bad news because, first of all, the guy is a warmonger on who he's a warmongering neocon. I'm sorry, cut out a little he, bit there. Yeah, he's a warmongering neocon, uh, and despite the fact that he's a Republican, he's also a Keynesian, uh, which and you know maybe if you take a step back, that might seem contradictory. But if you actually know much about Republicans, it's not really. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but then on the other hand, it also shows that probably there are, you know, a, a certain possibly tiny minority on that list of 10,500 that just simply have no intention of moving. Oh, so, it's probably not tiny. Yeah. You don't think it's yeah. tiny, Mark? No, I don't. Why would somebody sign up for the Free State Project without the intention to move? I mean, that's a, lot a pretty people, big... A lot of people signed up in 2003. It's a pretty you, big you commitment. You think they're thinking about it seven years later? It doesn't matter whether later? they're thinking about it. They they made a, you know, a, a statement to say, I intend to do this. If they don't mean it, then they shouldn't sign up. I mean, why would anybody take that lightly? It's a pretty big well, decision to Because you have to, to realize commitment does not mean the same thing to, to, to most people as it does to you and I and Mark or, or a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Integrity is just... It, it, it doesn't. It's not as strong in a lot of people out in the world, right? Wow. Okay. I mean, I have. I'm signed on, and I have every intention of moving. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we have a probably a one year time frame, but may, it might be as much as two. Yeah, uh, and you're moving a yeah, family with you, right? Exactly. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so, so this um, is, you know, this is my complaint. Um, complaint and, and you know, uh, thought process on it all uh, in the first place is you know signing up for something on the internet is easy. Uh, there is no. There's For no me, way. it was not easy. I, it was a big decision. Right. You you me took too. it extraordinarily seriously. Um, I said to myself, "Well, what does move mean? 
Move means to travel through space and time. I will move to New Hampshire once they reach 20,000. And if I don't like it, I'll move back in a week and a half. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you know, I can have a hotel room here and have a vacation in New Hampshire and that would count. So, um, the you know, the idea of what move and, you know, what, what the Free State Project means to different people means different stuff. Getting people to sign up is one level of marketing. Getting people to pick up and move their lives is another level of marketing. Getting people to stay, that's another level of marketing. It's all you know, it's all just marketing of the Free State Project. You know, to some extent, I sometimes wish the Free State Project would just fold up and go away um, because, like you said, Mark, I mean, there are people that signed up half a decade ago that don't even remember that they that they signed up. I mean, there's no doubt about that. So what good is even getting to 20,000? What's, what's just, the point? Or just, I, I think uh, just changing it to, you know, sign up and get here as soon as you can. That's what I think. trying to make this milestone thing. I agree with that. Because it's happening right? now, and it's not like we can wait another five no, years. No, waiting is a terrible gonna, idea. Not going to, you know, be in the same shape. It's, but you, it's getting worse but each you, year. But uh, the Free State Project's board is so bureaucratic. I mean, you can't get them to make that decision. They, they're not going to throw that away. They're not going to, you know, shut it, shut that down. They're not going to get rid of the twenty thousand or anything like that. At least that I can see. The happening. twenty thousand number is just uh, some mannequins that get moved around in the window. Um, it has really nothing to do with the project. Um, the, the, as a matter of fact, the the board doesn't have much to do with the project. The project is to get people to move, and then they do what they do when they get here. So. So once we moved, we ceased really to be an active part of the project other than our recruitment efforts. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, all the stuff we've done since we've been here really doesn't have anything to do with the Free State Project. Right. Um, What I actually called to talk about, and I'm glad that Sam's there, sad that this is last night, but uh, Sam, I mean, all all you guys are equipped to talk about this, but I think Sam uh, specifically is equipped to talk about it, Um, it is a lot of times arguing or debating or or conversing. I try just to converse. I try not to have you know, you in your face debates. Uh, but uh, whenever I have these conversations or debates or whatever you want to call them, there seems to be a confusion on the part of my opponents, if you will, on what the difference is between a country and a, you know, America. Like they'll, they'll conflate the United States and America. And I always say, well, I love America. It's just the United States government, the monstrous United States government that I'm uh, I like that. I, I support that statement fully. I think that that makes sense. And and it, and it reminds me of I was reading some Thomas Jefferson stuff some time ago, and uh, uh, when he was getting ready to leave the White House, I believe it was in 1808, he he was writing letters to people saying, "Man, I just can't wait to get out of here and get back to my country." And mm. when he said "my country," what he was talking about was his little area of the universe that he grew up and you know made his home in. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. And so that I, I kind of wanted you guys to discuss the differences. I'll have to take it off the air, but I, I'd like to hear you guys talk about the differences between Uh-oh. government, why people conflate these things, how how they're confused, and and you know the difference between you cut out a little bit the differences between country and government. Yeah, country and government, and is it just like a, a semantic thing? Like you know, even no. the scientist will say that the sun sets, even though he knows that the sun doesn't budge. It's it's. Mm-hmm. stationary while the earth turns. Yeah, we'll address this when we come back from the break, but I think the primary thing is getting people to realize that the government is not the people. They're not obeying the will of the people anymore, that it's gotten away from that. And uh, Did they doing ever? some things to draw those distinctions with that person is very helpful. Thanks for the call tonight, Stephen. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. We will come back and talk about that and take your calls as well about whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. It's free talk. 
MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com this is free talk live you dial in toll free take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line 1-800-259-9231 join us on our website at freetalklive.com, we give you the features on the site totally free so enjoy those on us our mobile site is available to you that's m.freetalklive.com to get quick access to our live streams, both dial-up and broadband flavors. So, uh, like, if you're on your mobile phone and you don't have the best coverage, maybe you want to use the dial-up stream because you might not be able to handle the broadband one. But if you've got good coverage, the broadband will work great. So go to m.freetalklive.com to get tuned in that way. If you like Taron Lupo's history pieces on the LCL Report at lclreport.com, then check out his new historical fiction novel. Pirates of Savannah. It's an adventure novel about the birth of freedom in the Low Country. At its heart is a tale of prisoners, refugees, society's cast-offs, all joining together to escape from government tyranny and discover a path to liberty on the open seas. Go to piratesofsavannahbook.com. Not only do they have a free PDF there for you to download, but there's a um, you know free MP3. If you like the book, you can uh, support Terran by donating at piratesofsavannahbook.com. All right, so before we get back to the phones, we've got to address the question uh, from Stephen a moment ago. He was sitting in a moving truck with a guy that he'd rather not be sitting with, who was apparently a neocon warmonger, and was discussing the idea or, or was thinking about talking about the idea of, uh, of government versus America, or he used the term country. And mm-hmm. if you could look up country, well, of course, a lot of cases, these words are conflated with one another country. You know, the de- top definition of that at dictionary.com is uh, state or nation. Um, so, but I, I like what he said a lot earlier about I love America. I love the ideas about what America is supposed to be. I love the ideas of freedom that America supposedly stands for. But what I don't like is the government. I don't like the people calling themselves the United States. Uh, I don't like the control and the and the uh, the taxes and the regulations and and the intrusiveness and all of those things. That's not America. That's the government. And de- you know, de- making a clear demarcation between the two is an important thing. And that's kind of what he was asking about, right? Yeah, and I think that's exactly what you need to do is ask some questions, think of some scenarios and things to where you can highlight for that person, find out what's important to them, something maybe the government has come in and decided to regulate or or uh, crack down on in the in the past few years. I mean, it's always... Well, what do you love about America? Is it the government? Yeah. You can ask that question. What do you it's love great. about America? How many people are going to say, boy, I sure love that federal government? <laughs> is the government too big? Can be your first, or That's another Is it one. the right size? You mm-hmm. know, that sort of thing. And get... Get some yeses out of the person and so forth and and then sort of dig in from there, but really get them to see that, hey, you no, know, the government, you know, because it's so built in and it's it starts with the language of the, well, it's our, uh, our military's over in Iraq and we're fighting and, you know, we and us and ours and mm-hmm. point that out that no, 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 these people are over there serving the corporations as who are part of this fascist government that has 
taken over and really usurped the, the power and abused it. Right. The idea that uh, the average American will uh, agree with you that politicians are thieves and liars. Right. But that somehow the military that serves the 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 ends the of, the, of the, the the thieves and liars is made up of good people doing the right thing for us. Well, I mean, really, how can you have thieves and liars in control of a group of armed men and those men be good? I'm well, not saying that they're bad. I'm just saying how do they automatically get the label of being good guys that are protecting our freedom? I'd like to see any evidence that they have protected our freedom in the last six six decades. Well, they may be good people individually. Yeah, sure. Uh, many of them may be. I mean, some of them are psychopaths, uh, but uh, many of them, most of them, I think, are, are good people who I believe agree. they're doing what's right. It's just that why would they believe they're doing what's right when they're following the orders of, of psychos, of, uh, of thieves and liars? Right. And I think to some extent, um, to some extent, this idea of America is a myth. Like right. pe- the people, you know, believe things about their country or whatever that just aren't true. Land of the free. Land of the free. Right. Like, you know, if this was the land of the free, you think that freedom would be growing instead of shrinking mm-hmm. over time. It's the biggest myth that there is right there I think, right. about the country. You know, and I, I think that people uh, people imagine things in their minds that have nothing to do. You know, that I, I should love, uh, you know, the guys in Seattle, Washington, more than I love the people that are above the 49th parallel because they're part of my country. Why? I mean, why should I feel anything like that about those people? I don't know them. It's not that I don't love them, but I, you know, I don't, uh, I don't love them any less than I love people above the 49th parallel, too. Yeah, people are people. Countries are just other ways that governments, uh, you know, separate us from other people whom we should feel the same way about. Yeah, they want to separate you. They want to divide you. That's what one of the things that governments are best at doing is creating division between people, whether it's right. to say, well, you're part of our country and they're part of that country and they're they're bad. Or whether it's to say that, well, within our country, there's the right, uh, the, the right and the left and the red and the blue and uh, and they're bad. Whichever side is is saying yeah. is speaking, uh, or there's the there's the Christians and there's the gays and and they're bad, or or just, the Muslims are going to come over here yeah. and try and implement Sharia law on yeah, all whatever, of us. Wherever they'll divide it, the immigrants they're bad. You know, there's always some sort of division between uh, that the government puts out there and the, pe- the people that support the government put out there to uh, to essentially propagate. Uh, their version of things, how they want the government to be uh, constructed and and how to uh, to oppress the group that is supposedly bad. Um, it's just so sad. The other thing to do is really to meet people where they're at and remember that, you know, it's it took me a year and a half to go and to come around to these ideas. Yeah, that you were there too of liberty. Yeah, I was in this exact same situation driving with a coworker. We were having this conversation uh, eventually we got into the, well, this is how a voluntary society would work. And his big rebuttal for that was, well, wait a minute. What would keep one uh, one group of people from just being the most violent and taking over everything? And Isn't I pointed out have? to him, well, wait a minute. Isn't that the government? His answer was, I, oh, yeah. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> Moving on. We sat in silence and that's the rest okay. of the trip. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, because uh, there's only so many seeds you can plant at any one moment. And yeah. if you really do keep hammering at it, then that's when they're really going to get offended. The fences come and up. And that's right. So you want to just have whatever the conversation is, make the point you're going to make, and then move on to, to something else and let it seep in, let it take time. And then maybe they'll come back to you later and say, hey, what about this? Mm-hmm. And let's go on with your thoughts, your calls. Doug is listening in Manchester to 105.1. Hello, Doug. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Doug? Yeah, what you guys were just talking about is the exact reason to back up uh, the Free State Project and stuff like that. I mean, just because you don't agree with the people running it or like that Rush Limbaugh fan, just because he doesn't see your point of view, just getting the word about 
out about that is a big deal and should always be promoting that stuff. Oh, well, we do. We promote the Free State Project every single night here on Free Talk Live. I was only merely expressing my frustration with some of the ways it's configured. I'm not in charge of it, obviously. I'm just the guy. I'm one of the guys that's uh, that's that's promoting it. I still think I think the the core idea is why I support the Free State Project. The core idea is moving liberty minded people together to the same place. That's what I support, whatever it takes to help make that happen. Uh, to get as many liberty-minded people here to New Hampshire, I'm willing to uh, to do it. And right now, the Free State Project is still the best uh, vehicle out there, the best promotional vehicle to uh, to encourage that. Doug, are you uh, you know affiliated with uh, the Free State Movement in some way? Are you New Hampshire native? Or? Yeah, I'm a native. I signed up, but uh, I'll tell you the truth, I had no intention of leaving New Hampshire. <laughs> I just I gambled that I knew it was going to be the live free or die, basically. And it but, was. Overwhelmingly, there was a vote of 10 states originally back in 2003 when the project reached 5,000 members, and New Hampshire won overwhelmingly over the other uh, the other nine. Yes, and I was just wondering your opinion. Um, do you believe writing and contacting your representatives? Would you recommend that? Do you think it matters? When people actually send letters and emails, I think that it makes a difference in New Hampshire. I think that the you know the so-called reps here are a much more contactable, uh, touchable uh, type of person. You can actually you can actually instead of writing a letter, you can pick up your phone and they're likely going to answer their own phone. They don't have like secretaries or anything like that, or or maybe their kids will answer because frequently it's the their office number is their you know their office in their home. Uh, but at the federal level, I would say it's pretty much a waste of your time. I think so, because I got uh, the White House and the reps on, on my phone book. I call in every once in a while, but... I, I think that there's, it's worth doing um, just to keep them on their toes a little bit. Um, you know, they have to they have to at least uh, understand that there's some of their constituents are out there and they're going to write them letters. I don't think they really listen much, but sure um, didn't stop the bailouts. It didn't stop, indeed. Uh, and they had what ninety percent of their calls were against the bailouts. Downsize DC at downsizedc.org makes it easy for you to do. Yeah, that's so true. I Downsize do DC them. is pretty great. Hey, thanks, Doug, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. You can dial in toll free at eight hundred. 259-9231 and take control. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit PorcupineRealtor.com. That's PorcupineRealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at FreeTalkLive.com. And we give you the features on the website for free. Hey, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, just shop with us over at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. It's Amazon, the world's largest internet retailer. They've got pretty much everything you might want to buy. (laughs) Dozens of categories. Great deals. Free super saver shipping on a lot of their brand new items. Just get your shopping done. Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You normally would probably shop at Amazon. So if you enter through that portal, then a percentage of the purchase goes to Free Talk Live. Normally, it all go to Amazon, but if you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com, 
we get a cut. No additional so, cost. That's right. So start your shopping there, and we continue with your calls, your thoughts about what you want. Scott, listening Happy in Massachusetts. New- Hello, Scott. Happy New Year, Mark. And Ace. Scott the Bigot, uh, what's on your mind tonight? <laughs> uh, Owen, uh, his name is Owen Honors, is, uh, is a hero for taking uh, the uh, video films of, uh, of uh, mocking uh, homosexuals. And uh, uh, homosexuals don't belong in the armed forces. But on the other hand, gentlemen, uh, I wouldn't, uh, no one belongs in the armed forces. No one should fight for this Zionist-occupied government. So, well, uh, I, I, t- I tend to agree with the statement that uh, no one should join the, uh, the military. I, I, I would like to see it disappear uh, someday and have private defense services uh, in the marketplace uh, be purchased by people that are interested in having those sorts of things. I, for one, do not want to support an organization. I, whether they're Zionist, I don't know. But The problem uh, isn't with the military. The problem's with the funding of it. This whole country is, uh, is wrong. I think there's a problem with the military. Hold on, Mark. If it was privately funded and going around the world killing people, I would still be opposed to it. It would just be an organization. Uh, right. I'm opposed to any organization. So there's that- something's wrong with that. Just saying. It yeah. would, but that's, it's the funding mechanism that drives it. Our Certainly. Our country is, 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 is so evil. The government uh, is so rotten. And, and what Americans are so stupid and gullible, they believe in all of this democracy garbage. Uh, oh, salute the flag, democracy, uh, 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 liberty, whatever. That's a myth. There's democ- liberty for only one-tenth of one percent of Americans, the super wealthy, and everyone else is a peon in this country. And our government is getting more ruthless by the day, and I wouldn't trust it. And what a lot of people don't realize, gentlemen, is that an officer could knock on your door at any moment, at any given moment of the day or night, infringe upon your liberties, haul you up, put you in a jail cell. So as far as this democracy goes and liberty in our country, it is a myth. It is phony as a $3 bill. It doesn't hold water. And uh, what's going to happen with America is I'm hoping that the whole rotten structure will collapse. I admire your movement in New Hampshire in the sense that, uh, are you familiar with Henry Ford? Uh, Yeah, he's the guy that made the Ford car. Yeah, but and industrialized and mechanized and Are you familiar with transcendentalists? Do you know what that means? Uh, I, isn't that kind of meditation? Somewhat, yeah. It was Henry David Thoreau, Ralph Waldo Emerson, Henry Ford took the ideas. It means going back to nature, working the land. That's what Sam's going to do. He's, uh, he's leaving uh, society, uh, not society, but leaving the city to, uh, to move out into the woods in Texas. Let me tell you something. That's the way America was, its birth was through agrarian, its agrarian roots. What happened to America is that we became, uh, if you call, I call it asphalt men. City, city people became effeminate, weak, and a lot, and, and, and then you had. Hey, I resemble that. <laughs> and America, has, democracy has left America flabby and fat well, not and that stupid. Part. And, and this all comes, and what's the sickness, the cancer that runs through America today, what's killed it, is Jewish liberalism. Well, no, that's where no, you're no. wrong. Oh, oh, that, I, would say, I was about to say oh, the, the dollar. Think about it. No, I think the, the cancer that, uh, that affects you, that afflicts you, is your hatred 
toward people that are of a different uh, origin, of a different uh, plot of land, of a different sexual orientation. That really is a big burden on you, Scott, and it's unfortunate. I mean, there are enough problems that you've identified that I agree with, like the government being awful and intrusive and tyrannical. I agree with that with that statement, and that's problem enough to focus on, but you don't stop there. You focus on all kinds of hatred and anger, and it really must eat you up inside, because, because gay people aren't going anywhere, and uh, neither are Jewish people, and neither are black people, or any of the other people that you're so deathly afraid of, or so, you know, in this, under this belief system that they're somehow different from you. Uh, it's really going to destroy you, Scott. I agree. I, I can't, uh, as my dad said, and he's right, you can't fight the world, and uh, I can't. Uh, you know, let me tell you something. We just need to introduce Scott to a nice gay man. Scott, can... would you, if I if I uh, gave you a book to read, would you take a look at it? What's the name of it? What? It's uh, peace. It's by Peace Pilgrim. You can go to peacepilgrim.org, and you can actually write them, and they will send you the book, a copy for free. And it's about this lady who just went on a journey around the world. She, uh, you know, wouldn't ask for anything, would sleep on the side of the road if nobody offered her a place to stay. But she's got some really profound things to say that she learned from her journey, and one of them is that hate only hurts the hater, not the hated. Uh, I, I don't know how much I believe it. it uh, that's, why I, that's why I would offer or invite you to really get a copy of this book, it's Peace Pilgrim, and, uh, and read it. I, I think it would be insightful for you. I'd like to say, I don't want to type you, I want to leave you with a thought tonight. America is going to topple, it's going to collapse. We don't have to worry about Osama bin Laden uh, and, and, and so-called Islamo-fascists. I hate that term, Islamo-fascists. You don't hear anyone knocking the Zionists. But anyway, <laughs> afraid that our cities are going to be blown up at, at 3 in the morning. We don't have to worry about that, more 9-11s. What we have to worry about is it's going to be destroyed from within. Our government is, has already destroyed so many of our civil liberties that the day is coming very soon where I'm hoping that there will be uh, an overthrow of the U.S. government, and specifically that there will be race wars in the United States. Oh, jeez. Goodbye, Scott. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. I just I don't see the race war things happening. I think that's Scott's sort of slant on the world. No, I th- I, right. I think more people have, have come together over the years uh, that Scott does not realize. Scott believes right. He's yeah. he's projecting his his hatred on the rest of uh, of society, and it just. From what I can tell, it's not like that. Certainly, there are people that are racist, no doubt. Uh, amongst yeah. all races, there are people that are racist towards others. And uh, But I still believe they are firmly in the minority and that there's not going to be any way to rally uh, people together for some sort of a crazy race war. Now, I do agree with his suggestion that we're getting closer to collapse and that the, the U.S. government, or really the, the world governments, are going to collapse as their fiat currencies fail around the world. And he says he hates this country, and I find that uh, when you use the term country, Country that um, you know that's it's loaded. Um, you know that I don't hate this country. I mean, what kind of what kind of statement is that? Um, I mean, do I think that the uh, the the politicians uh, have you know created a situation where they've ruined uh, this this nation? They've taken a once great nation and uh, and and mortgaged its future to the point that its uh, its its grandchildren won't be able to pay off its debt. Well, yeah, yeah I mean that have. seems obvious, but hate this country that's pushing it and i think that's what really people are waking up to is just how bad it is how corrupt it is 
and like me to to whatever extent they are just simply withdrawing their support and saying i'm not going to be a part of this anymore and at some point it's it's going to fall on its face yeah more people need to uh definitely withdraw consent by the way one of uh, our producers is saying that apparently scott was kicked off the ed schultz show today for his hate speak <laughs> <laughs> you had mentioned that to me apparently he makes the rounds he's almost like, a professional caller yeah and he calls like all kinds of uh, yeah. talk shows yeah spew his nonsense it's what's not all nonsense. I mean, the guy's right on a couple of things, but he's just so, so wrong about uh, the idea that people are somehow different. I mean, obviously, we're all different in, in certain ways, but human beings at a, you know, the base level are the same uh, just because they look we different. We all want the same things. We right. all want, you know, better lives for our children and to social know, acceptance. Yeah. To belong to something, to, eat. to, to <laughs> be something, uh, be a part of something in our lives to make a difference yeah. for others. You know, I hope that someday uh, Scott has some sort of an experience, and, and I don't know what it, it'll be for him, but I, I hope that someday, maybe it'll be in the... It's just you know, letting the, the hate go. I mean, you know, right, but, can you imagine being so eaten up with hate? Uh, you know, he's... There has he, to be something that precipitates It's not even that. one thing for him. It's not just Jews. It's blacks and gays. I mean, like, he's got very a whole typical. bunch of hate to spread around. Right. That was very typical for people that are that are in that, that, that kind of position, but there has to be, I would think there'd have to be some sort of catalyst. There would have to be some experience that he would have that would, would, would crack into that hate hatred and and show him the way things can be and that you know i don't know maybe it'll be be, his life will be saved by a gay man a gay black man cpr a a gay jewish black man a gay jewish black man (laughs) giving cpr to him and that will turn him around yeah who knows man i hope it'll be something like that where he'll just he won't be able to reconcile his old beliefs anymore 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind. Hour number two is coming up. Illinois is having a big budget crisis. What are they going to do? Uh, I have no idea. We'll look into it. Uh, you can take control as well and bring up anything. This is free time. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, West Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water, it's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535 double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. The number is 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that you'll find there completely free. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com. Main feature actually allows you to create the content on the website. Some of the, sometimes you'll hear uh, us talking about things. We actually uh, pulled the news story right from the front page of our website because a listener like you, maybe it was you, uh, went to freetalklive.com, submitted the uh, the link to our website, and then other listeners voted on whether they liked or disliked the suggestion and the most liked make it to the front page in the top of the website, meaning we're more likely to see it and talk about it on the air and other listeners are more likely to see it and read it. And, uh, and you can get involved in that process. It's all free over at Free Talk Live. 
Ian.com. Joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Sam. And Mark. As we go uh, continuing here with your phone calls, coming up, we'll uh, give you the budget crisis that Illinois is facing, and they aren't the only government that's in trouble uh, financially these days. So we'll first, though, go to David, listening in New Hampshire. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, David. What's going on? on? What's on your mind tonight? I'm calling just to say that Sam is an awesome activist, <laughs> and we're, we're, missing, we're losing a good activist, and hope and see set good examples for other people to, like, do good, cool activism. Well, thank you, David. I appreciate that. I hope so, too. And I know that he, he says he's going to come back someday, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed on that one. Anything else you want to share tonight, David? Are you going to that place with the chickens, like, in your picture? Uh no that was, <laughs> what that was here in Keene I think he's talking oh, about the Monadnock families deal where uh, Chris Muskus one of the one of the local activists Took has chickens in farm? his backyard oh, okay. and I put oh. the chicken got on my shoulder and then it started crawling around on my back and uh, <laughs> I don't think I've seen that picture there's a funny picture out there somewhere okay. on Facebook yeah. well anyways good luck Sam and you uh, did great activism and I. I thought it was awesome. Thank you. Thanks. All right, David. Uh, thanks Bye. for the call. Thanks for the best wishes. We appreciate it at 800-259-9231. Maybe we'll still hear from you, Sam. Maybe you'll yeah. call in from time to time. I'm with... already calling into the next uh, Sunday show the, at the first of the month. Okay. With, uh, so you're going to have a phone and... line out there in the woods. Oh, yeah. All yeah. right. All right. That's good to know. Uh, so you're not totally thorough in it then in that case. <laughs> well, I will be, but like civilization will be a little ways over at mom's house. Gotcha. So. We'll continue here. Uh, Illinois, here's what's going on. Bloomberg.com reporting. We've actually talked about Illinois uh, not too long ago. It's been a few months. The last time we'd heard about them, they were they were trying to get a bank loan uh, to cover something like $4 billion in their obligations that they have for pension payments. Uh, that they were that far behind and they were scrambling, looking to co- come up with some way to actually make these payments to these uh, former bureaucrats that have retired that are collecting whatever, you know, 90% of their original paychecks, whatever ludicrous pension guarantees the uh, the government had made to them. And it looks like they're still having trouble. Uh, Illinois lawmakers will this week try to accomplish in just a few days what they've been unable to do in the past two years. That is, resolve the state's worst financial crisis now they'll be able to do it though it'll be important (laughs) they'll hunker in hunker down and get it done the legislative session that began today as the house convened will take aim at the budget deficit of at least 13 billion dollars now just remember budget deficit means that they are taking in 13 billion dollars less than they are actually spending that's what a budget deficit means. that's right uh, the legislative, uh, including a backlog, by the way, of more than $6 billion in unpaid bills and almost $4 billion in missed payments to underfunded state pensions. And this is, I just want to point out, this is just one state. If you add up all the 50 states, it comes up to about $1.5 trillion is the number Whoa. that I've heard. Yeah, there's... What would happen if the federal government bailed them out? That would be a tremendous uh, inflation. Hyperinflation. I mean, that's that's what it's coming down to. They're they're just they're running out of options. That's going to be their only choice, don't you think? Because yeah. what kind of what bank manager is going to look at the state of Illinois' uh, record here, uh, as far as they've got six billion dollars in unpaid bills? What kind of bank manager is going to look at that and say, oh, we'll flip that bill for you. No problem. Here's a loan. This is where the Fed's really starting to lose control. Uh, Interest rates on some of these bonds are starting to go up, even though they haven't been raising interest rates. It's usually the Fed that controls that sort of thing. And now the market's saying, whoa, 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 this is not the rosy picture that you guys are painting. and, And some of these bond yields are starting to rise. 
The fiscal mess is largely of the lawmakers' own making, and failure to address the shortages threatens public schools, local governments, and other public services, says the outgoing comptroller Dan Hines. Now, um, you know, people say we're nuts for saying that, uh, you know, the United States is on its last legs and that the empire is crumbling. But I want you to try to imagine right now, if you're sitting in, say, Florida, how you're going to feel when your tax dollars are going to bail out uh, states that have been irresponsible in their budgets uh, and, and you know like California mm-hmm. Illinois the, the, they, you know that's that's the short list I think New Jersey's having pr- trouble there's all kinds of uh, states out there that are having these basically any state that would be uh, that's blue when you're looking at the presidential ma- maps those are the ones that are really screwed right now especially the larger ones um, the red ones aren't that far behind them though quite honestly mm-hmm. Well, because, you know, Republicans and Democrats aren't really different. Not that much different. So uh, Hines said, we've reached a very critical and concerning point, he said in an interview in his Chicago office, with packing boxes stacked in the corner. So he gets to leave. (laughs) He's done. He's going to start collecting his pension now. His pension, yeah. Uh, what's missing right now is a general understanding by the public of where we are, of how bad it is, and what the fallout would be if we don't deal with it properly. What the public may not appreciate, Wall Street does. Illinois shares with California the lowest U.S. state credit rating from Moody's Investor Service, which in September forecasts possible further financial deterioration. Unlike California, Moody's assigned Illinois a negative outlook. <laughs> Illinois' deficit, about half of its $26 billion general fund budget, puts it among the U.S. states confronting $140 billion in shortfalls in the coming fiscal year after closing $160 billion in gaps this year, according to the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. So their deficit is approximately half of its $26 billion general fund budget, meaning, as I understand it here, and correct me if I'm wrong, their budget for the year is $26 billion. It's thirteen billion short of where it needs to be. They're they're spending thirteen billion more than right. what they've budgeted. So they're they're spending thirty nine billion dollars. They're they, they're spending fifty percent more essentially than what they uh, what they have budgeted. Yeah, they're nuts. Yeah. Sustainable. <laughs> <laughs> and now they've got a week to uh, to figure out what to do about this. You know, there's one more key piece of information. Rahm Emanuel is apparently going to Chicago to run for mayor. Now, he's one of the really bad guys when it comes to civil liberties. And he's the guy the, that was proposing uh, one of the the, the plans for... Like uh, shutting the, down the internet or something like no, that. It, well, maybe he things. did that too, but uh, he definitely was uh, one of the guys, one of the brains behind the National Service program. Yeah, okay. So it makes me wonder, you know, what's up their sleeve here? What are they planning? Because... Why is this guy leaving the White House to go be mayor? Good question. Hines is uh, predicting the deficit might rise to $15 billion by mid-year, and that prospect has come with a price tag. The cost of insuring Illinois debt against default rose to a five-month high last week as the state headed into this year without a plan to finance $3.7 billion of a pension fund contribution. It's and- all about the, pe- the public employee pension funds and uh, public schools. That's what it's, it all boils down to with these costs. Insuring ten million. Now, remember, we're talking about a uh, budget deficit of thirteen billion, but insuring just ten million dollars of Illinois debt against default costs three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. You got to be kidding me! On December twenty ninth, which is more than California's two hundred ninety eight thousand dollars, according to data compiled by Bloomberg, Illinois and Arizona were the weakest states. These people just need. I'm sorry, they just need. They need to figure out some way to stop spending immediately. Lawmaker, yeah, but the unions won't allow. They won't allow it's, that. Yeah, Shut it down. What are they going to do? 
Lawmakers uh, meeting in Springfield will consider spending cuts and expansion of casino gambling and a proposal from Democratic Governor Pat Quinn to borrow $15 billion to pay over two bills and help fill the budget hole. Let's get into debt even further. Let's borrow $15 billion. Now, who is going to give them $15 billion besides the federal government? China? Is it China? Who, <laughs> else is, who else is going to do it? 1-800-259-9231. Who is going to hand over $15 billion to the most fiscally irresponsible of all of the state governments? What maniac? China bailed out Greece, didn't they? I don't know. Did they? 1-800-259-9231. Maybe you know, or you'd like to speculate, or uh, a comment, or bring up anything you want. You can do that. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on the site completely free. So do head there and enjoy those on us. Uh, We do have the Free Talk Live webcam. You can watch, you can listen, and interact uh, with the show with the listeners of the show they are frequently found in the chat room there at uh, at uh, cam.freetalklive.com that uh, chat room built into the very same page as the webcam that's cam.freetalklive.com. It's all free, brought to you courtesy of Memory Dealers. Memory Dealers offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers at up to 99% off of list price. They also offer great prices and service on used networking equipment such as Cisco routers and switches. In stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery, memorydealers.com. All right, so we're going to continue here. We'll get to your calls here in just a moment. I want to give you the rest of the story on what's happening in Illinois, where they're facing the largest uh, situation, the budget situation they've ever faced. It's a very difficult, grim, uh, yeah, situation for them to deal with here because they're looking at thirteen billion. Uh, what they, what the article here from Bloomberg says, at least thirteen billion. So, you know, that may balloon up further as the government continues on. The, you know, the year is only just beginning, although I guess the fiscal year starts at a different time. Uh, but nonetheless, $13 billion is what they're spending that they just don't have. And so they're trying to figure out a way to handle that. And Democratic Governor Pat Quinn looking to borrow $15 billion to pay overdue bills and help fill in the budget hole. A bill before the House right now would create five new casinos, including one in Chicago, and authorize electronic gaming at horse racing tracks in nine existing casinos. The measure has passed the Senate. So one of the proposals here is to is to essentially expand gambling and take more money uh, from people through that uh, particular route. Right, because it's going so well in Las Vegas right now. What do you mean, the gambling? Well, just the whole... Nobody's going there, right? Exactly. I mean, it's it's so it's been so overbuilt. I mean, sure, they're going to divide some of that money and keep it in Chicago so people don't have to travel, but... Well, how many people are going to go gamble when their economic climate isn't so great in the first place? Exactly. Some will, but... Um, the, the addicts. The, the gambling addicts, yeah. addicts will. Um, so, okay, you're going to hurt some gambling addicts. Not that I have a problem with gambling, but essentially those are the only people that are really going to be affected by this. Everybody else is going to look at that and say... Yeah, I think I'll uh, stay home this weekend because I can barely afford to put food on the table, let alone mm-hmm. go gambling. 
So I don't think that's going to cover the $15 billion. Uh, Quinn, who has also proposed boosting the state income tax to 4%, up from 3%. So a 33% increase in the state income tax rate. Yeah, that'll make him a lot of friends. It'll uh, raise an extra $3 billion a year. Okay, so that's $3 billion <laughs> off of the 13 That's That leaves $10 billion. Uh, Progress here. Yeah. Uh, the governor needs Senate approval of a borrowing plan to make this year's payment into the pension funds. The Illinois uh, State Board of Investments will start buying back assets sold to pay benefits if lawmakers approve the debt sale. Three pensions run by the board, which manages $10 billion, have been selling assets to pay retirees since Illinois failed to contribute for the, uh, for the fiscal year that began July 1st. That's probably around when we were talking about this uh, originally, where they mentioned the $4 billion in unfunded uh, in unfunded pension payments that they had coming up. And they still have that. It hasn't, that situation hasn't it changed. It doesn't go away. No. So basically the state is selling their, – their pension funds are selling off their assets desperately to try to make these, uh, these payments to fill in this gap while they cross their fingers basically and hope that it will all get better. And two quick points I want to make here. One, it's not going to get better because we're starting to see inflation picking up. It, food prices have uh, gone through the roof here. A lot, in a lot of cases, gone from four, uh, we've seen increases of 40 to 60% on a lot of the commodities and things that are out there. So gasoline's going gasoline's up. going to probably go to 150 to $200 a barrel in the next few months, which means we're going to be paying way more at the gas pump. So that 13 billion number is likely to grow. Yep. Number two, uh, this is at the state level, but you have all these municipalities that are getting money from the federal and state governments for things like bridges, water treatment plants, upgrades in the roads, and you know all of these projects that they're funding. So as that money dries up, that's going to decimate the municipal bond market because they won't be able to pay their debts either. And so a lot of the towns will be going through the same thing, and many of them are now. It's just it's it's bad bad news. So uh, according to uh, Bloomberg.com here, borrowing by Illinois is what credit credit analysts, Heinz, and bond investors point to as a major reason why the state's financial standing fell so far so fast because they keep getting loans to uh, to try to cover their their problems. <laughs> right. Like try to imagine if you ran your house this way. I mean, you're you're already spending every year. more than you make. You make $40,000, you're spending $60,000 a year. How often do you think you're going to be able to go out and get loans? Pretty soon, you're getting those credit cards where they give you a $250 limit, and your interest rate is 23%. And the loan officer is telling you, Mark, you need to stop ordering those pay-per-views overnight. Right. Adult pay-per-views are killing you. (laughs) That's where that $20,000 came from. Bill Gross, who runs the world's biggest bond fund, Pacific Investment Management Company in Newport Beach, California, said Illinois was one of the states whose debt he would avoid. He says Illinois is probably in the worst shape. The widening gap between their expenses and revenue drew criticism from Moody's. The disparity underscored the state's chronic unwillingness to confront a long-term structural budget deficit. The worst financial crisis since the Great Depression and politicians' unwillingness to cut budgets explained the dissent since 2008, according to the taxpayer Federation of Illinois, annual sales and income tax revenue fell for the first time in modern history, he said. And this is part of the problem. The government guys figured this was just going to go on forever, that this is, it's a boom. Man, we're just raking in the cash, and yeah. it's just going to be great. Let's spend way more than we already have. Hey, look That'll at work. How, look at how they frame it. They call it a budget deficit and not a, a spending problem. They're not even acknowledging that, hey, we're spending too much here. They're still talking about it as, well, we're just not bringing in enough money. 
Let's talk to Chris. He's in Illinois, unfortunately. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sam, and Mark. Chris, in Illinois? Yes. Hey, you're on the air. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Welcome, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I am from Illinois, and um, you're right. It is a spending problem. It's not a revenue problem. Okay, so tell me more. And and that um, they're, they're, there's a whole bunch of stuff they want to do. They want to raise uh, cigarette taxes. I bet. Um, those, those that, that's uh, always an easy easy dog to go kick. You know, when uh, when things aren't going well, go kick the cigarette dog. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, right. And they and they've already raised the the uh, all the sin taxes, of course, on alcohol and whatnot. Yep. Um, right. So so they they're running your government into the dirt, and you can't even get drunk. <laughs> oh, they'll find a way, Mark. People that want to drink will. I'm just, that. I'm just pointing out yeah. that you know, they, they they say they 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 imagine that all the bad things are being done by the people who are sinning, but in fact, it's the politicians. I mean, where's the politician tax? Uh, that that'd be that'd be a good one. I wish they we could tax them ninety nine percent. So they would. So I I know up in uh, New Hampshire there. That the legislatures get what a hundred dollars a year. That's right. That's right. I, I I wish I wish we could do that here. I, I would you be likely will never be successful at doing that. There, you should move to New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, they want to they want to uh, raise uh, the income tax at least thirty three percent. I've heard fifty percent, and they uh, want to do all this stuff. But even after they do all this stuff, they're going to still have to cut. That's right. There's still going to be billions short. And I thank you for the call tonight, Chris. Good luck out there. 800-259-9231. Your thoughts are welcome. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there free. So head on over there and enjoy those on us. We've got the bulletin board system, which allows you to get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners at bbs.freetalklive.com. You can go there and do that for free, of course. Free Talk Live, or rather bbs.freetalklive.com. Intern for Liberty. Make a difference, get experience, and get paid. The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduate, graduate, and recent graduates for summer internship programs. They have uh, internships in all types of journalism and public policy. The internship includes a generous stipend, housing assistance, career workshops, training throughout the summer. Visit libertarianinternships.com for more information. Sign up there to receive uh, updates and reminders. It's libertarianinternships.com. College students, you got to plan ahead for this summer, and this this could be your this could very well be your best option for uh, summer work and get you some great experience. LibertarianInternships.com. Thirteen billion dollars, roughly half the size of the state's general fund budget. Illinois is looking at having to do something 
to uh, to make up that deficit, and they are selling off their assets. Uh, their assets. Uh, they're trying to to you know to, to somehow cover these costs to uh, to make the the payments they're obligated to make to the bureaucrats that have, have retired and are expecting pension checks. They're about four billion dollars worth of pension payments that they're behind on. They're about six billion dollars behind on various different bills that they're obligated to pay. They are looking at raising the income tax by thirty three percent, as one caller just pointed out, Chris, a moment ago. They're actually talking about fifty percent uh, increase in the uh, the state income tax. They are looking all over the place for solutions here. And as Chris pointed out, even if you add up all of the proposed solutions, the the income they're proposing to get from opening up more casinos in the state, the raising of the state income tax, you add it all together, it still doesn't even come to $13 billion. And who's going to want to give them a loan to uh, to help get them out of this hole as though they're going to actually be able to pay the loan back? They're not slashing and burning the government. They're not stopping the spending. So it's just going to keep getting worse. If they think that they're just going to see a miraculous turnaround in the economy in the next year or two that's going to help them get out of this down the line they are fooling themselves sadly mistaken right especially if they increase the income tax you know you start you start taxing people more they're not going to want to open businesses they're not going to want to move into the state you look at the, uh, the the census for instance which kind of gives some idea of who's moving where in new england the biggest place where people are moving New Hampshire. Well, it's it's true all across the country that the states without income taxes are where the largest amount of people have moved to. And yeah. You know that Illinois isn't going to get this. No. They don't have to get it. Look, if you live in Illinois, the, the politicians do not care if they tax you into the dirt and drive you out of the state. Look what they did in They in only have to get elected two years from now. Yeah, exactly. So uh, so it's just a nightmare. There's a little bit more here from Bloomberg. Uh, the state has been spending $3 for every $2 it takes in, borrowing to cover its current operating expenses, according to the Civic Committee of the Commercial Club of Chicago. The state had $64 billion worth of assets to pay estimated liabilities of $126 billion as of June, or less than half of the amount for uh, almost 723,000 workers, retirees, or other beneficiaries. So let me put that through again. They have only $64 billion of assets that they could uh, that they could sell off to pay the estimated liabilities of $126 billion. They're not even close. <laughs> They're not even close. Question facing lawmakers is whether they can reverse the slide into more debt. No. The gravity of the situation is registering with the General Assembly, according to some bureaucrat. He says, I think they're finally educated that all the one-time adjustments and shenanigans have been pulled, and now they're facing the fiscal abyss. But maybe I'm too hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably wow. right. He's too hopeful. Yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll keep you in the loop as we learn more about what's going on there in Illinois. And, of course, if you're actually there uh, in that particular landmass and you want to uh, clue us in as time develops this situation, we'd love to hear from you at 1-800-259-9231. But now might be a good time to start planning uh, to leave. You know, if you if you are a member of the Free State Project at freestateproject.org and you plan on making the move to New Hampshire to achieve more liberty in your lifetime, they're looking at increasing your income tax there. Good time to start thinking about leaving. It's tough. It's it's tough for some people, though. I mean, they'll they'll be working in some of those union jobs, and mm-hmm. Illinois has is almost an entirely union state. It, it's it's got to be tough to be you know a member, say, of the the pipe fitters, and say, oh yeah, I want to get out of here. These people are being irresponsible in the way they're spending their money. Uh, you know, when you're you're benefiting off of it, so many so many people that live in Illinois are and do. Yeah, well, how long is the uh, gravy train going to keep riding, Mark? Well, <laughs> how how long would you ride it? I guess is the question. Let's go to Wayne in New Hampshire. Wayne, you're on Free Talk Live. 
Hey, guys. How are you? I wanted to chime in on your conversation tonight. Hey, it's Wednesday night, Wayne. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? <laughs> well, actually, I went to touch on this the other night when Sam and I were on, on this issue, and that is that about 7% last I checked, uh, private sector workers right now are unionized. And in the private sector, of course, the union and the business have to work together because if the union tries to get too much, the business goes out of business or they move away and close down. Mm-hmm. But but 34% of public sector workers are unionized. Now, since the government's supposed to be protecting the workers from these evil businessmen, then why do they even need unions in the public sector to begin with? And second, the public sector in the public sector, the unions have no incentive to to stop uh, drawing uh, blood from, from the enterprise, namely the, the governments, because uh, the governments just keep passing their costs out of the taxpayer and raising taxes more and more. And that's, I think, what you're seeing now with this collapses is that it's the final uh, bloodletting, so to speak, before they collapse. Well, right, there's no yeah. real... That's a great point, Wayne, because there's no real... Uh, you mentioned how in a union with a business situation, the business can just leave. The government's not going to be leaving. So uh, the union knows it can just keep milking and milking and milking and, and demanding more. And the government's not you know, doing anything voluntarily. They're not getting revenue in. They're getting stolen funds in and property taxes, and they just see that, well, we can just raise taxes, just like they're talking about here. So Wayne's got you, a great you, point. Yeah, when you listen to the history of unions, it's always about you know the government and the unions that protect the the uh, workers from the evil businessmen. Well, you know what about the public sector workers? Well, I don't understand why they all have to be unionized and why so uh, such a high percentage of them are unionized, roughly one third, when when the government's protecting them anyway, aren't they? Well, you know what it is is the uh, the public sector. Uh, in, you know, in the public sectors, the employees can unionize, but the taxpayers aren't able to do it. The ones that truly employ them aren't able to do that. So, you know, it makes it much more it makes it much more difficult to uh, to to lobby against this large organization when I'm just this one taxpayer. That's right, because they're voting themselves the money, really, in a sense. But uh, now, I've been a member of a union in the private sector, and you know, unions uh, union shops can be fine because they do, if they partner well with the, with the management of the company, you know, a union uh, boss may even uh, uh, fire a worker for the enterprise if the guy comes in drunk a lot because he doesn't want um, the uh, uh, drunk worker to uh, get hurt and then sue the business and put them out of business. But what, what incentive do, do public unions have to protect the taxpayers? None what whatsoever. They, they exist to, uh, to just milk even more money out of the system. And, and I think it's really being exposed now, and it really disgusts me. And uh, that's what I, what I want to bring up, guys. Wayne, nice to hear hey, from you. Thanks, lot, thanks for the call uh, tonight. Thanks, Wayne. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Todd in Michigan, another place uh, that is just being devastated economically, uh, just across the state of Michigan. Of course, Detroit being one of the major uh, di- you know disaster zones. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, uh, uh, how's it going, guys? Um, Sam. Just want to let you know, dude, uh, I am really, really uh, uh, sad to see you leave New Hampshire and head for Texas, but you got to do what you got to do, and I think you've done some great work up in, in the area, and, uh, I, you know, having not known you personally, like in, like in, in person or anything, I think you've done such a fantastic job. Thank you for that, Todd. That you've done. What Thank else you, were, uh, was on your mind tonight? Yeah, um, um, I, I wanted to point out. Yeah, the um, I wanted to point out. Uh, Michigan, for first of all, is in economic trouble, but 
the, the thing is, is that uh, even if people do leave Michigan, um, a lot of the states are really not in good shape right now. No, that much Michigan is true. Right I'll tell you now, what, we'll bring it back here in a moment. You can uh, expound on that in a little bit. Uh, Michigan is in really bad shape, and people are leaving at least Detroit uh, in droves. 800-259-9231. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI tool-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you'll find there completely free. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. We've got the AMP program that helps us get Free Talk Live on more radio stations around the country and bring more Internet listeners on board with the show, exposing new people uh, to the ideas of freedom. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up with any major credit card, PayPal, or some other options over at amp.freetalklive.com and get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, as well as the AMP-only podcast, which does not include the usual podcast commercials. So go and get the details and get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. We really appreciate your participation. We go to Todd, uh, who's back with us in Michigan. Todd, uh, you had just begun commenting on the Michigan uh, financial uh, crisis situation that's going on there, where just across the state, unemployment is one of the, one of the worst unemployment rates. Uh, it's at a st- it's, yeah, it's at a staggering all-time high. Yeah. And uh, what's really killing the state is practically the high taxes, regulations, programs, the expensive programs that go- former um, Governor Wardface, formerly known as Jennifer Granholm, uh, basically drove this state into the gutter pretty much. I mean, um, when she first ran for uh, the state back in 2002, she had a campaign ad saying, I'm going to blow you away in five years. Well, five years came. She really blew us away. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, she, you know, she, um, and, and this is a Democrat, by the way. I can, um, you know, was one, probably one of the worst governors in the history of the state. Um, well, but you can't, and- you can't place the blame squarely on the feet of just that one person. Uh, it's like people saying that, well, George Bush or Barack Obama, it's all their fault. Well, no, no, it's the fault of uh, you know the entirety of I'm the not system. That, Ian. I'm not saying that, Ian. Okay. What I am saying here is that she is one of the worst governors, but there were um, but there were a lot of horrible governors over the years, and she topped that. Now, this new guy, Rick Snyder, who was sworn in a few days ago on New Year's Day. I don't know what he has in store. I know that he has this uh, two-year budget that he's supposed to be um, ironing out in six months. 
well, gee, that's great, but from what I'm seeing so far, there aren't really any calls for uh, real tax cuts. Well, why would it, why would anybody in politics do that when they could actually take the time to use the government to reward their friends and punish their enemies? I mean, that's much more important for uh, for government people to focus on. You know, how can how can I use this to benefit myself uh, rather than actually trying to to turn things around and escape a financial crisis? Well, um, that goes for a lot of the state representatives here in the, in, in, in the state le- 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 in the state legislature. I mean, um, you know, the that's what they do. Is, that's what they all do. They all reward their yeah, friends right. and punish their enemies. So do the yeah, so do the bureaucrats, and plus, Michigan's facing a 1.6 billion dollar uh, deficit. Oh, is that all? Geez, that's uh, chump change compared to uh, <laughs> to Illinois. Hey, thanks, Todd. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Hot Rod Rod in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Hot Rod Rod. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's on your um, mind? Speaking about Michigan, I saw one of the coolest things uh, ever on the internet uh, the other day. It's a documentary where jo- hosted by Johnny Knoxville. If you know him from. Uh, from a Jackass. dumbass backass, yeah. yeah, and he um, he goes into Detroit and um, and and shows some of the actual positive developments going on there. Oh, and he he shows there's a huge kind of do-it-yourself uh, type culture of young people who are actually migrating back in to the area because it's so so cheap and it's it's very they say it's kind of like the Wild West out there where. It's it's an open free for all for anybody who has some initiative, hmm. and and they've done some pretty cool things. Like what? But one thing that I couldn't help but think when watching this video was that if they ever succeed and 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 bring back some kind of semblance of I don't know order, civilization, and profit, that it'll just be the bureaucrats will just kind of you know rush back in there. Well, they haven't and, even and, left. You know, tax that's them. that that's the scary part about them is they haven't actually left. So um, if you do go and build something up, and I agree that this it's great. I mean, that's it. Just it gives me such inspiration um, in the human spirit and the fact that they can uh, that, that people can see an opportunity and, and rush in there and do something about it. But you know, the bureaucrats they haven't gone anywhere. Yeah, they'll, yet they'll be there to run out in front of the parade and say, "See how we save the city." Yeah, yeah, and 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 all these talented young people were were just pouring their efforts into it when they could be working in a place like New Hampshire. So, but it's it's so worth checking out. It you know Johnny Knoxville is great, um, really cool. It's at PalladiumBoots.com, I think, or PalladiumBoots.net, PalladiumBoots.com. Okay. Uh, really, really cool video. That's all. Hey. That's all I wanted. To all say. right. Well, thanks for the heads up, Hot Rod. Rod, right. appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred. That's interesting. Yeah, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But the people are leaving uh, Detroit. I mean, if you look at the population over the years, they have just it has dropped off. Uh, but you know, there are there are really you know cheap opportunities in Detroit. There's, Damn right. there's no doubt. Of course, we have that in New Hampshire too. Uh, you know, Berlin up there, and then the North Country. It, it, housing is incredibly inexpensive, so it's 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 possible to do the same thing in New Hampshire and have the advantage of the free state at the same time. Yep, absolutely right. Uh, and New Hampshire, of course, a great place to start uh, a business and to uh, to make a move to. Obviously, no state income tax. Uh, there's no state sales tax. There is a uh, food and uh, restaurant tax, which is annoying. New Hampshire isn't great when it comes to business taxes. Um, it's not one of the uh, the shining stars among the states. Um, you know, there are other states that do better than, than New Hampshire in that particular area. Really, I've heard it's pretty good for the Northeast that it's one of the better business. Yeah, sure. But I mean, what if you're not moving from the Northeast? You know, if you want to go someplace that's good for business, go to South Dakota or something like that, but if that's your point only was, point. Right. Well, the point was you would move here because you love liberty and Indeed. also bring your business here. 
and help change things, right, to move things toward more freedom. As we've seen, uh, there have been some political successes that have been what I would call unprecedented uh, for the entirety of the liberty movement. The Libertarian Party, for instance, has for years been struggling trying to uh, to achieve electoral success. I mean, I know this because I was working in the Libertarian Party for a long time, not as like a paid staffer or anything like that, but as somebody who was excited about them and volunteering for them. I've since quit them uh, publicly, but I obviously was kind of in the loop as to what was going on and there really wasn't ever much to crow about as far as electoral successes. There really wasn't much of anything. They, I think they could point to one guy in New Hampshire and another guy in Alaska or something that were elected to uh, state rep positions, uh, I think, over the last three decades. I mean, maybe things have changed since I've left in the last five years, but I, I doubt it. I haven't heard of any uh, electoral successes, yeah. libertarians, the last five years. But yet here in, uh, in five years of activists having moved here to New Hampshire, it's approximately how long people have been coming here for, about five, six years now, uh, in that five-year period – in 2008, it takes two years for people to – who once you've lived here for two years, you can then run for uh, the state representative seat. And so it took a little while to get some people here and get them living here long enough to, so they could run for those offices. In 2008, I think approximately four people who were Free State Project participants were elected. In 2010, this uh, past year, at least a dozen of them. At least a dozen people were elected, and, and I think three out, of the, three out of the four were re-elected. The, only, uh, the fourth that was not re-elected was not re-elected because he ran as a Democrat. It was one of those sweep things. Yeah, he was, the first, he was the first uh, free stater ever elected to office, and uh, yep. he ran under the Democratic ticket. He got swept in back uh, you know, During a, few, the Democrat a, sweep. Few, a few years ago when uh, anybody with a D behind their name got swept in, and he got swept out uh, this year when anybody with an R behind their name got, uh, got swept in. So. Yeah. Like it or not, that's, the, that's how the political system works in this You've got to use it to your advantage. I mean, you can complain about it all you want. I'm sure that all those reps will complain about it with you. However, um, it's foolish to try, in my opinion, it's just you're spitting in the wind to try to. uh, What did I hear about? We were driving to uh, Michelle Seven's house tonight uh, for a little dinner uh, soiree that uh, that was going on uh, for a birthday party for a local activist. And uh, Jason Talley from the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund at CDEvolution.org. He told us that apparently they're planning on raising the Gadsden flag at the state house in New Hampshire. Yeah, uh, that the, uh, they're going to swear in the new reps tomorrow, and that uh, there's been such a victory for you know Tea Partiers, Libertarian sorts, and uh, those that want small government that they're raising the Gadsden flag over the state house. Crazy. Gonna make I, it a terrorist headquarters, I guess. What do you mean to by the that? Federal Sam? government, because anybody with the Gadsden flag is a terrorist, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they want you to believe. They want you to think that if you, you know, support the Constitution or wave a Gadsden flag or talk about smaller government, that you're a domestic extremist. Mm-hmm. So I, I, found, I was shocked by that news. Awesome. Like, I mean, they're not going to raise it above the American flag, but uh, well, that'd be silly. You know. Well, I mean. I wouldn't oppose that. It's a start. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a start, and I, I'm shocked by it. I like. I can't believe it. I want to see evidence that this actually happened. I want to see that picture. So please, uh, if you if you spot that, post it up on Facebook or somehow get it to me because I'd love to put that up over uh, freekeen.com as a as a blog post. Like, hey, look what's happening here. How many other state houses are going to raise the Gadsden flag? That's pretty cool. 800-259-9231. But, oh, pay no attention. Uh, the Free State Project is dying. It's all a failure. <laughs> Everybody's leaving. There's nothing happening here. So just a fart in the wind, as one of the uh, trolls at the freekeen.com blog said earlier today. Free Talk Live. You take control. Our- Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. 
HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, and bring up whatever you want. We're launching here into the third hour of the program. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features there, and they are completely free for you. Again, freetalklive.com. Coming up, 31,000 new laws made in just one year. We'll tell you about that here in a bit, but uh, Sam... You had something about Google, uh, Google Maps, I guess, and other online services being used by people for organizational purposes that are less than pleasing to the police departments of this country. That's right. From uh, PoliceOne.com here, which is a pro-police website, the the author author's name is uh, Tim Dees, who's a former law enforcement uh, person and, and and writer and so forth. And he's uh, complaining here, saying rioters using Google Maps for real-time information. Some professional protesters may have better and fresher intel than the police. (laughs) (gasps) Boy, that wasn't hard to achieve, huh? (laughs) All right. So the story goes, uh, for some, anarchy is a full-time job. The the, uh, nature or cause of the event is a far secondary issue to the opportunity to disrupt people's lives, destroy property, and flip the bird at authority. These these folks devote their talents to devising new ways of creating quickly constructed blockades of streets and buildings, improvising um, protective gear, and manufacturing weapons to use against riot police. Organizations such as Direct Action Network, which played a major role in the 1999, quote, Battle of Seattle riots, provide uh, instrumentality for the riot inclined. Fortunately, anarchists don't organize well, imagine that, uh, as networks, (laughs) as the networks come and go. Uh, the professional anarchists travel the globe and and lend their skills to whatever demonstration might be handy. If this was true, don't you think they'd just stop these, you know, <laughs> just toss these people's passports? The globe traveling anarchists. Yeah, mean? I mean, I just don't believe these people exist. I'm sorry. I, you know, I mean, yeah, no, no, Brooke Kelly's been driving around doing all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, she's been going to different events. I mean, she's not throwing bottles or anything like that. I hope not. She's. I mean, if she's getting arrested, she's getting swept up. Do people go and protest? Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't imagine, um, you know, traveling the globe to go to different, uh, you know, uh, meetings of uh, government organizations so I can throw a Molotov cocktail at every t- every one of them. Mm. Most recently, the Metropolitan Police, this is London, uh, con- contended with multiple incidents centered on the news that tuition in public at public universities was being uh, increased substantially. The latest protest may have been the first instance of social networking used not just to organize the protests, but also to monitor the activity in real time and subvert police efforts to keep the peace. Because that's what police are doing at these G20 protests and so forth. They're not protecting the the corporate and the the corporations and the bureaucrats. They're there to keep the peace. Hmm. 
It's amazing. Well, if they were actually keeping the peace, they'd be arresting the politicians. Yeah, well, they don't see it that way. It's an interesting perspective that he has here. Uh, In December 2010, protest organizers used custom Google Maps to track police movements and rally points, updating the maps in real time with wireless Internet connections. The updates even created custom icons to represent police, aircraft, and prisoner transport vans. Hmm. Google Maps can be shared between designated users or made public, so anyone who knows where to look can see it. The maps for for this event were public, and presumably the links uh, to them were disseminated to other protest information sources. Historically, police have had the upper hand in tactical information during public order events. Radio networks of officers posted at observation points, possibly coupled with closed-circuit television images, kept command post personnel appraised of what was happening and, and where. Keeping that information current is absolutely critical for effective management of the situation. Without it, personnel and equipment won't be where it's most needed. Well, he's right about that. And, uh, and essentially, this whole piece is him bemoaning uh, the fact that activists are now taking some of their tactics and using them against the police. I mean, essentially, in order to do what they're talking about here and, and keep track of where the police trucks are and where the police barricade is and where the cops are and where the whatever the different elements of uh, the police's, uh, I guess, sprawl, uh, wherever they all are, requires multiple people uh, stationed at different locations, being able to monitor street corners and things like that and different uh, different areas and, and be able to update information as they say here uh, wirelessly and uh, so technology has finally has finally put everybody on an even keel if not if not now giving the activists the upper hand because activists can outnumber the police exactly yeah that's the that's the biggest takeaway i got from this article uh he goes on having this kind of information available has made it possible for disruptors to create decoy incidents to draw resources away from where they're needed most Mm -hmm. an observation point may report that people are assembling a protest tripod that's where they use the handcuffs inside the big pipes to make a human chain kind of thing um at to block an intersection these uh, tripods are made of three tall poles lashed together uh, at one end with a protester dangling from the junction they take up a lot of room and are difficult to dismantle quickly without injuring the protester. Meanwhile, there are less obvious gathering, uh, a less obvious gathering of people in another location who intend to break out windows or trip over cars on a street, uh, tip over cars on the street as soon as uh, forces are marshaled to intercept the tripod crew. Now, I don't support uh, those sorts of people. I, I think that this is one of the problems uh, with the so-called anarchist term uh, because it's frequently associated with people that are doing chaotic things like, right. uh, like destroying storefront windows and, and that sort of thing. Um, I, th- I think that's unfortunate. But nonetheless, you're not talking about that from the, that perspective. You're talking about this from the, the perspective that this is a useful tool for activists, the right. idea of using Google Maps and other, other online services. I've seen the, uh, the Russia Today videos of the protests going on in Britain, and I also watched a, a movie on uh, Hulu called Pirate Radio. Where Pirate Radio USA? Yes, yeah. that's right. And even in uh, Seattle, they had people using radio transmitters that they set up, and then they had reporters in the field that were broadcasting back to the headquarters, walking around with a little 
antenna in their backpack, a transmitter in a handheld briefcase, and a microphone, and they could report live from the streets. And that was dec- like a decade ago. I mean, yeah. the, the footage from that film was, was taken in the late 1990s and the very early aughts. Uh, so that's really outdated tech right there. So, And then I've also seen uh, the, the British guys were using uh, fire extinguishers. So when the police run up on them to grab somebody in their riot gear, they just blow the fire extinguisher, create this big smoke screen, and run off. Nice. <laughs> so there are all kinds of these tactics that are evolving out of here. It makes me wonder what they're going to do to stop this. Cause you know, it's, it's too bad these cops have to uh, defend these politicians because if it weren't for these politicians, like you were saying, teaming up and you know, destroying people's lives and, as we were talking about last night, eminent domain, teaming up with corporations to steal people's homes from them and essentially doing all of this chaos, creating chaos and, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, hurting people. If it weren't for all of the, the evil from the political sector, from, uh, from governments, then there probably wouldn't be these big protests. There probably wouldn't be uh, all of the, the, the situations that the police have to, the, you know, they're ordered to deal with. It's, it's, it's just a shame. Well, some of them really relish it. Um, the cops. You know, yeah, there was the, do, yeah. During the uh, Democratic National Convention, there was the, the T-shirt that uh, the police union produced, the uh, uh, get up, getting up early to, to, to beat, beat the, the crowds, crowds. With, a, with a picture of a cop with a big stick beating on you know somebody on the ground. Yeah. Um, you know, real nice stuff. I mean, some of these guys really relish this opportunity. They're sadists. Yeah, some of them, some of them certainly are. Some of them, yeah. First Amendment and net neutrality issues being what they are, there isn't much law enforcement can do to keep the protest organizers from using these resources. Well, not yet. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But <laughs> it shows you what, where they're going with this. Uh, where, where, uh, what, what you can do is know that your opposition has access to this kind and quality of information and not to underestimate them or their c- capability. Managing large-scale public or- – and this is his, him giving advice to the other cops, the cops that are right. reading this. Uh, managing large-scale public order incidents is, is a science, and it's possible to leverage a relatively small force to be effective against a large gathering if you anticipate the possibility of a protest or other anarchist demonstration in your community. A protest is an anarchist demonstration. Mm. Prepare now. The protesters are preparing already. 1-800-259-9231. You take control. Bring up whatever you want. Your suggestions uh, for how activists can become better at communicating, and not for the purpose of destruction, but for the purposes of just being... You know, a, a better One step ahead of the, the police. Yeah. yeah, more coming up here. You can take control at 800 259 9231. Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free. Enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, and those features include archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, they're right there on the front page of the site. 
easily downloadable, the last week's worth on the front page. And then if you click into the archive section, that'll take you back all the way to, as uh, I guess, late 2006. Go to freetalklive.com and access it all for free, thanks to HostGator. HostGator's a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own domain, whether it's a .com or .anything else. They have a website uh, at their website. They have free site builder tools and thousands, uh, four forty five hundred website templates from you to from which you can choose whether you want a personal blog or complete e commerce business website. You can let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. Use that portal that we've created for you, hostgator.freetalklive.com. Dot com and you'll get your first month completely free. Hostgator.freetalklive.com. All right, so we continue here. Uh, Sam, you were telling us a moment ago about a, po- a post from Police One. Was it dot com? Uh, yes, that's correct. Police One dot com is a police uh, pro police website. Not that I'm anti cop. I'm not anti cop. Uh, I, I think that uh, the police should be peace officers. I think they should be out there um, actually keeping peace and uh, stopping violent situations, uh, uh, arresting people that are actually harming others. That I, I completely support. Uh, the reason why I don't support the police is because they frequently spend their days arresting people for plants uh, and arresting people for chemicals or for running through a stop sign or for whatever other nonsensical non-crime uh, that I don't consider them crimes. Because Not even running through stop signs, rolling yeah. through stop signs. Uh, and my favorite is when you can get video of cops doing the same thing. Oh, it's not hard to do that at all. No. They do it all the time. Yeah. So, uh, so if the police were actually doing the right thing, then maybe people wouldn't be protesting them so much. If the, peop- if the police were not following bad orders, if the police were not enforcing bad laws, maybe they wouldn't have so many people being angry at them or calling them names or hating them. I mean, the police were – the government was established to protect the rights of individuals and not uh, to protect the, the state and the authority and power of the state. And that's what that's they the claim are. to. <laughs> so, that's what they say. Yeah. Yeah, government has never been established in order to protect the rights of the individual. However, when this government was established, that's what they said it was for. Yes, and it's good PR. <laughs> it, it takes a while to really, truly unravel that so that everybody can look around themselves and see that, in fact, the government has nothing to do with protecting your your, your personal liberties. You know, far from it. They do the, exactly the opposite. I mean, we have more government now. It costs more than it ever has in, 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 in my lifetime, and we have fewer liberties than than we did uh, 10 or 15 years ago. And the truth is they have to take those rights away in order to get the money to so supposedly protect your rights in the first place. So, yeah, true. it's a big paradox. So you've got these cops that are enforcing bad laws, and just across the board there are so many laws. I mean, in many cases the police themselves don't even know what they are. There's a, There was a situation where you were out uh, doing a, uh, I guess it was kind of an outreach, not really even an outreach, like more of a heads-up event, uh, where there was a DUI checkpoint here in town. Mm-hmm. You went down the street with some other activists and held up a, some signs that actually alerted drivers to what was going on. The cops rolled up on uh, on the scene and detained you. 280, while, yep. Yeah, they detained one of the activists while they checked to see if he was breaking a law. So they didn't even know. They just knew that they could get away with holding a man in one place, restraining his freedom of movement, while they were, you know, radioing back to uh, the department head and trying to see if they could come up with something with which to charge this guy. And of course, they didn't. They ended up having to let him go, and and I don't know if they apologized for uh, for what they'd done. But I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes around here, they actually apologize, which is really unusual, disconcerting. 
it's 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 a it's a, a, a positive thing as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but nonetheless, they're still doing things to people. Like when they uh, they arrested one of the activists here a couple of years ago who was walking down the street topless, female activist walking down the street topless. They actually arrested her and booked her, and then realized that they actually. That's not illegal. <laughs> and they actually issued Oops. an apology for that one, too. But that doesn't give her her uh, lost four hours or however much time was uh, was lost being processed and being arrested and, uh, the, you know, the indignity of being handcuffed and, and put in the back of a police car. You don't get any of that back uh, after that apology. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, that's some some police departments never would apologize. They would they would never admit that they were uh, that they were wrong. And at least up here in New Hampshire, we've seen that happen a few times. So. Yeah, so it could be a little bit uh, worse than it actually is. And so my point being that there are all these laws out there that these government cops are tasked with enforcing. They don't know what most of them are. How could they? How could anyone know? It's impossible. It, you cannot know. The people that write the laws don't read them. The people, or the, rather the ones that vote for them. Somebody writes them, right? Obviously, whoever's writing it must be reading it. But uh, the, the, the legislators who vote these laws in do not read them in the, for the most part. Certainly at the federal level, they are very rarely, if ever, read by any of the people that actually end up voting on them. They and, contradict each other. And in order to understand them, you have to read all of the court decisions from God knows when and mm-hmm. up to current to figure out, okay, which ones overlap which. It's, it's such a nightmare. And then even if you think you understand them, it doesn't matter what your understanding is. Right. What matters is what the, man in the, the men in the robes say at the uh, so-called Supreme Court. But don't worry. They're going to make it easier for you. They've passed another 31,000 laws for you to page through. <laughs> Uh, the Wall Street Journal reporting a raft of new federal and local laws ring in the new year, governing a span of topics from health care and finance to texting, guns, and smoking. Among the most far-reaching pieces of legislation is the new federal health care law, which this year includes new taxes on drug makers, as well as lower prescription drug uh, costs for many seniors and restrictions on tax-free medical spending. The provisions come amid heated debate, with many lawmakers saying they hope to overturn the health care law. Another new federal law gives borrowers more specific information on the interest rates they pay on credit cards and other loans. Beginning this year, consumers have the right to find out why they didn't get the best possible terms on a credit card or a non-business loan. Maybe it's because you didn't price around. Maybe it's because you didn't uh, you know, do your due diligence. So basically the government's trying to make up for uh, people being sloppy with their responsibility of checking a deal out before they, uh, before they sign up for it. They're making sure it's fair for everyone, Ian. Well, and and what they're doing is going to end up making it more difficult uh, for like the credit card companies are going to just basically I know there are certain fewer options of what they can offer there. Right. That's true. And it's, it's like the old banking regulations where the only things that the banks could do to differentiate themselves was offer you a free toaster or something like that because they were so restricted uh, by the, the various regulations, which I think have been lessened to some extent over time. Uh, in this case, the I, I believe this credit card legislation is also I don't know if they they put it in this one. But there was talk about you know restricting the amounts that they could charge, restricting the interest rates that uh, that they could charge, and there are going to be ways for them to to deal with that situation. The credit card companies they may just decide to uh, to not offer the same services well, anymore. They they were going to lock in the rate that. The, the, they were going to cap the rates, but they wouldn't cap them for like three months or something. So all of them ran their rates up to like 30 percent, the the previous maximum, so that they would get in at that 30 percent cap. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I have to admit, I'm not too familiar with the credit card legislation. But let me move on here. Uh, credit card companies... 
And other lenders must provide a risk-based pricing notice or credit score to explain the reasoning behind interest rates. Federal regulations will begin requiring new and upgraded power plants, oil refineries, and other large facilities to hold permits and release greenhouse or to release greenhouse gases. State legislators passed about 31,000 laws in 2010, down slightly from the previous year. I'm curious as to how many pages of text that is. If it's 31,000 laws... What does that mean for actually how much information, how many pages, how long would it take for you to read through that? More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want at 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 800-259-9231. And Mark, tell me about SACL CAI. SACL CAI is, uh, well, I think the oldest sponsor on Free Talk Live. Uh, The principal over there, Jason Osborne, recent mover for the Free State Project, big supporter of Liberty, big supporter of Free Talk Live. If you have a company that needs to try something new in the accounts receivable area, SACL CAI can handle that for you. Their banner is at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page, SACL CAI. All right, so uh, we are going to continue here. We'll take your phone calls and also talk more about the 31,000 new laws that were passed in just the last year, in 2010, uh, just at the state legislative level. So uh, add to that whatever they passed at the federal level and uh, also your local local city councils and such. And you've got a whole lot of reading to catch up on. Let's go first, though, to Pete in North Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sam, and Mark. Hello, Pete. Yes, hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, was gonna, I was listening to yesterday's show on the podcast with the eminent domain topic. Yes, sir. And, uh, just wanted to tell you my story. I'm a victim of eminent domain. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, I have a restaurant in, uh, here in North Carolina, and uh, they're, uh, they're not doing it. To, they're not tearing it down to, for, to give it to a private developer. They are doing it for a road uh, widening project. But we've been there 30 years. Oh, man, that's a long time for a restaurant. Yeah, we've been there 30 years. Uh, the other thing is uh, we don't actually own the property, so we really don't have a leg to stand on if we wanted to fight it anyway. So you don't even get to, so that means that you don't even get a buyout, right? Because they're going to, usually when they do eminent domain, they come by with uh, some sort of an offer for the property owner. Right. The property owner gets something. We uh, They came with a very low offer for us for... Uh, the upfitting that we did and for equipment that we actually can't take with us and things like that that uh, they actually have to buy out. Interesting. Yeah, they're forcing us out, which means, you know, some of the whatever equipment we're not taking with us or something we own, they're buying it out if we're not taking it with us. And and when you say they, you mean Uh, the government, the city government? Actually, it's a state government. State, okay. Uh, yeah, this is the state because uh, it's a state highway. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they they came in with a real low offer for that. What you was know, it? Can I can I ask what it was? Uh, Twelve thousand. That is nothing. <laughs> yeah, the equipment that's in there, a lot of it. I mean, you know, it, one unit, uh, you know, cost us that much brand new, mm-hmm. you know, to put in. Uh, of course, they depreciate the hell out of it. Sure. And, are we talking about yeah. like stuff like a freezer, for instance, that kind of thing, a walk like a walk-in freezer? Uh, I'm talking about uh, one unit was a hood system that we had put in, mm-hmm. 
when we expanded the restaurant, we had to put in this giant hood system. Because they make you put it in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Typically. Yeah, you know. uh, actually, we would have put it in anyway because we were expanding the kitchen. We had to put something there uh, because we don't want that smoke getting everywhere anyway. Of course, you know, we were forced to do it anyway, but... So $12,000 is what they offer you yeah. for a few of the pieces of equipment that uh, you won't be able to take with you. As you point out, it is a fraction of what uh, the actual value to you is. And if yeah, you were to I go mean, and open up your if you were to go and open up your restaurant somewhere yeah. else, you essentially would have to reinvest and you'd have to reinvest more than $12,000 to get your business back up and running. You'd lose the location that you've you've been in the same location for 30 years. Location, you would use that. You would lose all of that, which is an incredible amount of value to any business. Having a location where people know where they can go, what they're going to find there. They they've heard the you know they they've been there before, or the, there's there have been recommendations, and mm-hmm. it's word of mouth is the way that restaurants really win uh, over time. Is you know if they've got a good product and service, if the word gets around. Advertising certainly can help, but if you know advertising isn't going to help if your food sucks and your service sucks. <laughs> right, it so it'll get somebody yeah. to go there once yeah and uh, and they're just going to strip all of that away from you is it, and when did this happen is this in the midst of happening now or did it already go it's down in the midst, it's in the midst of happening now in fact we're actually moving out oh. within between february and may and are you going to to uh to keep going did you find another location yeah, yeah we are uh, we already have another location the good news is the other location we actually own oh okay. so we want renting over there this will change uh, your mind much. about that kind of thing, won't it? You know, I mean, you know, the renter oh, yeah. really gets well, screwed in this circumstance. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we even before the state got in, we knew we were getting screwed. I mean, we, we tried to buy the property mm-hmm. uh, because we've been renting it for 30 years, which means we could have bought it twice by now. Yep, that's true. But, you know, we tried to buy it, but, you know, the seller wouldn't sell because he had such a great tenant in there. There's no reason for him to sell. Yeah. So we were kind of bidding against ourselves when yeah. we tried to buy it, which, you know, it, it, we would have never got that piece of property. But anyway, uh, just wanted to mention that, and, you know, we're going to move out and uh, relocate, and uh, wow. hopefully it'll, it'll be a good opportunity for us, but we just have to live with the issue of, uh, yeah, being victimized in this way. Oh, and so uh, I have some signs in the restaurant to let everybody know, let all our customers know where we're going. And, uh yep. I always say something like, oh, why are you leaving? You know, that type of thing. And Have you gotten any kind us. of uh, coverage, uh, like from local news? Is, is this something that's really just affecting you, or is it they're, are they going to have to tear down a bunch of buildings? I mean, what kind uh, of destruction is this going to cause? Oh, yeah, cause? They're, they're doing a lot of, uh, a lot of that. Uh, they're doing three intersections. A lot of people are having to move out. One of them, uh, they're tearing down a... Uh, a little uh, office building where their uh, little uh, DMV is located. Hmm. You know, so, <laughs> I mean, you know, they, they have the government's to tearing down its own building. Well, you well, know, actually, it's... they don't actually own that building. Oh God! But the DMV is located inside it. They're renting the DMV office is renting that, and uh, is renting from the uh, owner. But anyway, there, so... you know, there's just quite a bit of property. So if there's a whole lot of property, then that makes it less likely that you're going to be able to be like the focus of a news report to say, oh, you know, the so-and-so restaurant has been forced to move out by eminent domain, and this is terrible, and here's their new location, because there's... Yeah, we, we, we haven't... Previously, we had uh, quite a bit of news story when they were coming in doing the... Uh, before they got to our area, they were doing an area right ahead of us. Because we've known... I mean, they've been coming over and encroaching toward us for about 10 years, and I mean, mm-hmm. we've known this 
they, they were going to take over eventually. And it's coming it's down the pipe. The yeah, it's finally coming. But, you know, they've screwed up our businesses before. Our business, uh, when they were doing the uh, widening project ahead of us, uh, another area, and we got on news for that. You know, what are you going to do when they do this and when they do that? And You know, because they were preventing uh, turns, left turns onto our street and that type of thing. You know, they were, you know... It, just making it very difficult for us, and you know, and we had quite a bit of news coverage for that. Uh, no one's approached us yet. Now, uh, if they do, I'll certainly give an interview. But yeah, I hope I'll, you do. Uh, I hope you can, please. you know, manage to make whatever out of this as you possible. Uh, get get whatever kind of free publicity out of this as you possibly can. Uh, and good on you for getting the word out to your customers. And I I hope it ends up working out for you. How long do you have until the uh, the deadline? When when do you have to move out of the the building? They're taking over this month. Uh, they're buying out the landlord this month. And then from then, they could come to us and say, all right, you have uh, 90 days. At any point, they could say, all right, you have 90 days. And then after that, they give us like another 30 days. Mm. And then after that, I don't know, they, they bring the guns. <laughs> so essentially, the state is going to be your landlord for a little while. Yes, there oh, will be boy. a period of time where the state is the landlord. So even if we tried to stand up and fight it and, you know, use a little bit of activism and civil disobedience or something like that. We don't have a leg to stand on because we'd be trespassing. Thanks for the call tonight, Uh, Uh, Pete. I appreciate hearing from you. And do let us know if you've got any more details or developments in, in your situation. You know, so sad. Thirty years. Yeah, there's nothing you can do in these uh, these circumstances. The government wants your land; they're going to take it. And it's not to say that you know roads won't need to be expanded, even if we didn't have this apparatus known as the state out there with the ability to force people out. Mm-hmm. It's just that the marketplace would be incented to make sure people like this guy are properly compensated, that he's getting the value for uh, the things that he's losing, or build the roads correctly in the first place, or or find alternative routes. Double deckers. One eight hundred. 259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves, even in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are coming up next. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. It's Free Talk Live, and only moments remain. Just enough time for your thoughts about whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those. Head over there, and uh, you can see the uh, the AMP section, which allows you to become a Free Talk Live amplifier and get some perks uh, to help get the show on more radio stations across the country. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more about that. Also, promote.freetalklive.com to get a whole list of things you can do to help get more ears tuned in to the show. That's uh, promote.freetalklive.com. As we continue here with your thoughts, your calls, uh, Robert is in Louisiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Yes, sir. I hope y'all are having a good night tonight. You bet. I'm, I'm calling in from Shreveport, Louisiana. 
And I was just going to ask you, how would I go about trying to get y'all on the air here? Because at this time, you know, we got that Mark Levin, and I hate listening to him. <laughs> yeah, we were actually on the way back from Michelle Seven's house uh, tonight, and unfortunately he's on the air in our local area during weeknights, and we were unfortunately listening to him. He's just awful, absolutely awful. So the, yeah. qu- the question is, how do you get Free Talk Live on your local talk radio station? Yes, sir. Pretty simple. Uh, there's a website uh, that we've set up that helps you learn how to do this. You can go to localfac, localfaq.freetalklive.com, and that will take you to kind of some frequently asked questions as to how to contact a local radio station. But the basic gist of it is you contact your favorite local uh, talk station or contact all of the local talk stations. In some cases, you've got more than one uh, in the area. And uh, simply ask for the program director, find out who that is, and uh, you know, talk to them. And hopefully you already listened to their talk stations. You can say something nice about their station, like, oh, yeah, I like to listen to so-and-so in the morning or whatever. And uh, and then give them a positive uh, – say something positive about Free Talk Live instead of just downing their one of their current shows. Don't, don't for, focus on the negative of what you don't like about their station. Focus on, hey, you know, I've, I've heard this uh, great show on the internet uh, called Free Talk Live, and they're on a bunch of stations all across the country, and I sure would like to hear them uh, on, on your station. Um, that's kind of the basic gist of it is essentially just coming to somebody with a, with a suggestion and putting a bug in their ear. It's not going to be something that they're going to move on immediately, most likely, unless they're looking actively for a program. Some stations are looking to change their programming toward the end of uh, end of a year or the beginning of a new year. So it may be a good time uh, to pick up the phone and contact a local talk station. As we mentioned last night, one of our prime competitors, Michael Savage, uh, who's a very bigoted uh, jerk from what I can tell, uh, he is possibly going to implode this year. It's it's not looking good for him. Uh, his one of his main stations has uh, has kind of demoted him to uh, late nights rather than a live slot, and uh, who knows what's going to develop with that situation. But regardless of regardless of who they have on that you don't like, the idea is to just simply call and and ask for free talk live. That way, the program director hears a local person who listens to his station is interested in Free Talk Live, and maybe he will have already seen some of our industry advertisements that we do in Talkers Magazine. Maybe he's already talked to, or he or she has already spoken to me, because I make calls during the daytime hours to uh, talk radio stations, and I talk to these guys, and I, I pitch the show, and you know, and then I follow up with them periodically throughout the year. So there's a very, well, very good possibility you might pick up the phone, and, or the, the program director might uh, pick up the phone and talk to you and say, oh, yeah, I know the, who those guys are. Oh, I talked to Ian before. You know, that's certainly a possibility. But then again, there are a lot of stations that I haven't talked to because there are hundreds of them out there, and there's only just me uh, doing the affiliate relations for the show. So there's also a good chance you're going to come across a program director that's never heard of the show before, uh, in which case you, you know, put the word out, and maybe he'll go and check it out. You never know. All right. Well, I appreciate that. I'm going to definitely do it because I do listen to that station all day except the three hours y'all are on. Yeah, that's what you want to tell them. You, you know, give them your listening experience. I love your station, and this is what I like about it. I just wish you had Free Talk Live. And uh, you, know, you might want to mention that uh, we have a Saturday show as well, and uh, we've got a program director's website, which is pd.freetalklive.com. Uh, but if you've got a good lead, shoot me an email or post it over at the, the Free Talk Live BBS. There's a whole section of our BBS that is devoted to 
posting publicly the uh, the call information or the the station information for local talk stations. So uh, you can just go to the the BBS and find that there. There's one sub forum for every state in the uh, the U.S. There's a Canadian area. There's other you know other parts of the world uh, because I don't care. We'll take a station in Europe. It's not likely that that's going to happen, but we'll take it. Um, so there there are areas. Yeah, one in Trinidad once. That's right. Uh, there are areas on the forum that are just devoted to help you doing this. There may already be a thread about Shreveport, which is where you're calling from, uh, with a list of the existing stations that are there uh, that will give you right what you need, the, the, uh, the phone number for the office line during the daytime and, um, and some other detail about the station. So thanks in advance for uh, doing that, Robert. Anything else on your mind tonight? No, sir. That's it. I just wanted to tell y'all kind of late Happy New Year, and that's it. Well, we're glad you're out there listening, and I thank you for the call. And, of course, it it helps. It's easier now to get Free Talk Live on more stations than it's ever been because we're on more stations. Uh, And and to some extent, radio is a monkey-see-monkey-do business. Once you get enough uh, people to jump on board, it makes it easier for a program director to say, Oh, well, uh, WFLA in Florida thinks it's a good uh, show. It must be good. I'll uh, go ahead and put it on my station. Yeah, there's there's really only... You know, um, there may be there's 600 uh, radio stations out there. There's more like 100 program directors, and the other people just follow what they do. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And, of course, worst case, if you can't get it on locally on your local talk station, again, these things take time. It's not going to happen next – you call them tomorrow, it's not going to happen next week, uh, most likely. It may take months, if not you know, a couple more years, for, for something like that to occur. Uh, in the meantime, you might want to put your own transmitter on the air. You could you could do that. It's a little more risky uh, than just picking up the phone and talking to uh, talking to a program director. But we've got instructions on how to do that at broadcast.lrn.fm if you're interested in that. So let's continue here. Uh, by the way, we're telling you about the 31,000 new laws that were passed in just the year 2010, and that's just at the state level. Uh, and by the way. That's down slightly from the previous year. That's a reduction in government. <laughs> oh, that's how they would want you to look at it. We we didn't pass as many laws this year as we passed the year before, so we're reducing the government. That's the same way they're touting the unemployment statistics now. It's still like hundreds of thousands of un, of new unemployment claims, but they're saying, well, it's a huge drop of 40,000 over last month. So mm-hmm. this is good news, even though it's still a negative for the job situation. Illinois lawmakers, for example, uh, enacted a law aimed at catching people who use webcams to engage in virtual sex acts with children. I'd like to know a little more about that. How do you do a virtual sex act? What, what does that mean? Is it like where the horny guys on Stickam or whatever uh, pull out their uh, unit and touch themselves uh, in front of presumably what is a teenage uh, person who's on the other side of the connection? Is that supposedly the illegal act that uh, that we're discussing here? I guess. Because what, what – that, 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 that's kind of weird to me because uh, it's the computer. It's not like that guy's in front of you in real life flashing himself. Well, it's, it's, it's close enough. It's not like he's forcing the uh, teenager to have that to have him in her room or something like that. If there's some I don't creepy think the teenager guy, should be hanging um, hanging out on Stick AM to the point that uh, you know adults are because there's a lot of this going on out there where the teenagers will be touching themselves and wearing extraordinarily erotic clothing, showing their breasts and things like that. And then if some guy whips it out at that point, uh, then it's a what crime. A, what a surprise! Knowing how poorly these laws are written, does it have to be live? If some kid goes in and watches uh, a porn channel that was recorded earlier, 
would then that guy be guilty of a crime? With the, with, with the porn actor? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you're, it's a great point. Who knows how that'll uh, end up panning out. But it seems, uh, seems a little unnecessary if you don't like – I mean, teenagers aren't stupid. They, they know if they don't like somebody being in their little cam chat room, click. they can just hit the X and get rid of them or click the ban button. Do, do we really need to go after the, the, you know, the poor, sad, lonely, pathetic guy that's, that's at home touching himself to, uh, to a webcam? I just don't think that's really necessary. There's, there's nobody that's being put in jeopardy in that particular case at all. Anyway, we'll continue here. Uh, state legislators again passing 31,000 laws. Many of the laws took effect at the start of the year and reflect the potential misuse of computers. Indeed, California has made it illegal to intimidate, threaten, or defraud someone using a website. And apparently part of this law is, uh, you were talking about earlier before the show, Sam, they apparently are going to make it so that if you pretend you're someone else, that that is a crime. Yeah. In California. And let me tell you, that happens all the time on the Internet. Sure does. On my own blog. I mean, somebody was posting as Ian Freeman in the comments section, you know, not too long ago. Uh, we've made it so people have to register now for an account. But this probably happened to some politicians. So they passed a law to stop it. Just like uh, the HIPAA regulations. Uh, some states have taken aim at increasingly common technological scourge, the use of cell phones while driving. Delaware, Kansas, and Kentucky join more than two dozen other states, making it illegal to send text messages while driving. In Kentucky, fines are $25 for the first offense and 50 for each additional offense. $25 for the first offense. Now, they've shown that uh, the, the texting while driving is far more dangerous than drunk driving. They give a $25 fine for this. Drunk driving, it's like it's like 500 more smoking bans, by the way, uh, passing across the country because this is the land of the free, baby. Hey, Sam, it's been fun. Thank you, guys. Good luck I out there, it. and I know we'll be hearing from you in the future. You will. All right, more coming up tomorrow night. See you then online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. A very wealthy U.S. citizen is predicting that in 2011, we'll witness the most important day in America in more than 50 years. He says it will change everything about our lives, the way you shop, travel, invest, educate your children, and even how you take care of your health and your family. Now, this man has made some outrageous predictions over the years, but he's usually right. He predicted the collapse of GM, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and America's biggest mall owner. And recently, he created a video, which you can watch online for free, detailing his biggest and most important prediction yet. I can't stress this enough. You should at least watch this free video online today. He explains everything you need to know, including simple steps you can take to protect yourself. You can find the video at endofamerica.com. 19.com. Although this video may be offensive to some audiences, it's worth checking out. Again, it's endofamerica19.com. That's the numeral 19. That's endofamerica, the numeral 19.com.